Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your dark travel hostess. Tonight, we head to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Old San Juan. The oldest part of Puerto Rico, I believe. I'm fairly certain. So, as my listeners know, back in November, I had the opportunity to go on a Disney cruise, which was wonderful. But it left port in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And so my friend and I headed to San Juan. We The boat took off on Monday, so we flew out on Friday and spent a good portion of Saturday and Sunday walking around Old San Juan. Now, it was in November. It was late November. And to kind of paint the dramatic picture, we literally drove to the airport in a snowstorm at 22 degrees. And when we got to Puerto Rico, I was not prepared for the humidity and the heat. I mean, where I live in Northern California, there is no humidity. It's not a thing. So it was a bit of a climate change. Now, when we got there, we got there about 3 in the morning. Our plane was delayed, but we managed to get there, you know. Thank the pilots. And it was kind of... So one of the things I think that I kind of run into is, you know, when I do my research prior to going to these places, I do Google Maps and to kind of figure out in which direction, what's relative to the hotel I'm staying at, what kind of restaurants they recommend, how far is the restaurants from where I'm staying at, you know, just trying to get a point of reference. The thing is, is that Old San Juan is on a hill slope. And our Airbnb was on the top of the hill. and Everything else was down the hill. And I just, I live in a small town where it literally takes 10 steps. I am not exaggerating. 10 steps from my car to my desk and it's flatland. No surprise there. 10 steps. So to say that I was not prepared for this hill is an understatement. I mean, I just was more tired huffing and puffing up this hill of old San Juan than I just am embarrassed to admit, quite honestly. But the cool thing was is that when we did get up in the morning, our first stop actually was El Maro, also known as the Castillo San Felipe de Maro. 
castle of the sea San Philippe. Now, this was one of the other things. I had previously said, hey, here are some tips on how to make your trip a success. And one of them was, in fact, wear proper footwear. Well, I did that. But it was so hot and humid, I really felt like my feet were sweating. They were sweating. And I remember complaining to my friend. I'm going, I have never in my whole life had my feet sweat entirely on their own. And the funny thing was, as we were heading to El Maro, we decided to step down into the cemetery that's located uh, on the on the premise. You can't miss it. You absolutely cannot miss it. And one of the things to be aware of is it's like a tunnel down. So if you choose to check out the cemetery, which I do recommend because, as everyone knows, I love cemeteries, you have to just be careful because it's a t- kind of like a tunnel down and around and – you know, people drive pretty fast in Puerto Rico. And, and you know, they're very comfortable with the roads. So uh, they're a little more reckless, I would say, in my opinion. So just be careful if you ought to do that. And the other thing to be aware, I, I'm just going to just be honest. I did not know that Puerto Rico was an island that had a lot of uh, curious wildlife, if you will. For one, there was chickens everywhere. Absolutely. I mean, they're just running around, chickens. And the other thing that was very predominant, and especially in the cemetery, so I was walking around just, you know, looking at the cemetery, checking it out, And out of the corner of my eye, I saw something move, and my brain registered it as Godzilla. And I almost shat myself because I I panicked. I, I screamed in horror, and I jumped back only to see the biggest iguana I've ever seen in my whole life. And I wasn't prepared for that. Nobody said, you know, hey, we got chickens, we got iguanas. Just, you know, a little warning. So, and this cemetery was just laden with the these lizards. So something to be aware of, okay? Chickens and iguanas. And at that point in time, I was kind of grateful for the shoes that I was wearing because there was a lot of broken glass and things of that nature. But it was funny because as we were coming down the tunnel, a woman who was getting into her cart was like, oh, Jesus Christ, my feet are sweating. She was wearing sandals, so she was wearing, you know, better footwear to some degree. And it was, she just made me laugh because I literally had just said those words not five minutes earlier. So it's, like I said, the old San Juan is hundreds of years old. And you see it in the cobble steps, you see it on the cobble streets, in the buildings. It's old. So it comes no surprise that... Some of the older places, like El Maro, is haunted. Now, this was built in the 1500s, the 16th century. And it's basically a series of forts that overlook San Juan Bay. And with it being five, 600 years old, of course, it is haunted. 
So let's talk about some of the ghosts. A lot of people tend to see the spirit of a woman dressed in white who apparently likes to, and then I'm, I'm using air quotes, slither along the ramparts of this of the property. And it is said you can also hear the crying, the moaning, and the, the sobs of fallen soldiers, prisoners. And, I mean... What if, I mean, with the humidity and everything there, yes, definitely there was some suffering. And on top of everything else, it is believed that the ghost of a Spanish soldier also roams the grounds looking for enemy ships. So he's out checking, doing his duty, even in the afterlife. And if that's not enough, it is said that every night, I didn't see this. I probably should have gone out there to take a look, but I didn't. It is said that ghost ships from every nation that had once come to attack the island actually lines up in the dark and basically rehashes the battle scenes. It's like it's on repeat or something. So basically this fort is living, breathing, even in the afterlife. Now... The other fort that is located, and I mean, you can walk from one fort to the other, almost a straight line, almost, on the same street, though, is the Castillo San Cristobal. And this is an older part of the fort. It was built in 1783, of course, by the Spanish. And again, it was to help protect from attacks from foreign countries. And this, too, is haunted. Now, this one actually has a tragic love story, and it goes like this. A young woman by the name of Maria Dolores, whose father happened to be the city's executioner, and she fell in love with her Romeo was actually a thief by the name of Betancourt. And unfortunately, when Betancourt got caught stealing... He was sent to be executed, and of course, he was executed by Maria's father. His body, to be made as an example of, was left hanging in the gallows, and that's where Maria found him. And Maria, sadly, overwhelmed with the grief and the shock and the horror of seeing her beloved hanging, her, his body hanging, decided to join him in the afterlife by hanging herself. And this is when her father, who goes to get Betancourt, sees that his daughter is also hanging as well. But it is said that from time to time, people can actually see Maria and Betancourt hanging around where they had lost their lives. Now, at this particular fort, I took the opportunity to talk to the parks. Now, you know, Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States, the Puerto Ricans themselves consider themselves to be colonies of the United States. But these parks, these forts, are actually ran by the National Park System. So I had the opportunity to speak to one of the park rangers, and he told me that they absolutely hear reports of people coming and complimenting them on the excellent reenactors, the Spanish reenactors that they had you know, roaming the grounds. The thing is, they don't have 
Spanish reenactors. So people have been seeing the Spanish soldiers who once manned this fort just, you know, going about their afterlife lives. Now, I did also visit this. This one's actually pretty interesting. To me, it just, it was a lot bigger, but a lot of it was closed off and was, I mean, it was just pretty impressive how massive this was. And I had the opportunity to actually go down, not necessarily the dungeon, but kind of like mid-level of the building. And we went into what was an actual dungeon, a jail that kept, um, I think, a gentleman who had revolted and didn't go well for him. And just standing in there, even in the shorts, with ver- the small like brick-sized window, the humidity alone, I was melting. It was not comfortable. And, I mean, the man had n- was there for years. And he actually drew these pretty impressive pictures on the wall, which they're doing their best to preserve. And the thing of it is, is I would not have done well. I would not have fared well. I mean, these guys are running around in wool, for Christ's sakes. That, no, no, the bunny would have died. Okay, <laughs> I would not have survived in, you know, prison time, Spain, Puerto Rico, San Juan. I just, I'm just keeping it honest. Now, another place that I had the opportunity to see, I did not go in, was Hotel El Covento. Now, Hotel El Covento is a former convent. I'm tempted to say coven, because it's depending on, you know, your religious practices, you're kind of, it's kind of the same thing. A bunch of women hanging around doing rituals. Prayers, chants. But either way, the point is, is that this convent was initially built in 1664. It is actually considered to be the oldest cathedral in the Western Hemisphere. But today, it has a lot of paranormal activity. So what's going on? It's believed that the first mother superior and founder, a woman by the name of Donna Ana de Looso y Mendez de Valdez, that's a that's just one name, folks, for one lady. Her ghost is still roaming the halls. She's checking shit out. She's like, mm, this, mm, that. Other people have heard the sounds of nuns' robes swishing, which must be really loud, but they claim that they hear it. Another is that people have heard the ghostly prayers, the chanting that the nuns used to do. And others have claimed to have heard chains being dragged in the halls and the curious part about donna the first uh, potential the first mother superior apparently she doesn't like people sleeping in so if your lazy ass doesn't get up she will help you and she's like "Mm, this and that but the other really cool thing about this particular hotel it and it's it's very nice it's gotten i believe some really good reviews on tripadvisor the cool thing is, is that right across the street is the Cathedral Basilica Menos de San Juan Boista. And I actually had the opportunity to go into this 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 church, this cathedral, and it, they got this weird, funky, like, Rocky Balboa picture kind of going on in robes. I don't – it's weird. I, I should have taken a picture of it so I could have posted it for you guys. But the – other cool thing is 
is that this is the final resting place of Juan Ponce de Leon, Juan the explorer, the Spanish explorer. So we're talking the guy, the very guy, who was looking for the Fountain of Youth. Obviously, I don't know if he found it, but either way, you can check out his tomb at the church right across the street from this hotel. Now, when we were there, we obviously had the opportunity to check out the flavors, the foods of San Juan. And I have to say that there was a lot of variety of restaurants and places to, to, to eat. And I was actually pretty impressed. I wasn't so much impressed. I guess one of the touristy spots in old San Juan is that street that's kind of covered with umbrellas. I That was, I mean, I don't, I was not impressed. And, but it, we saw it. We saw it there. And when we saw it, it was just all blue umbrellas. But the first place we actually ate at, and this cracks me up a bit, was a place called Tropical Tastes. And I had my... Google Maps on my phone, you know, like I said, it's it's still part of the United States. So I had my phone working and it's walking me to the restaurant and I'm walking and I see that I pass it. I'm going up and down the street. I'm looking. And then it occurs to me that the front is a, is a travel shop. It's clothes, jewelry, and that the actual restaurant is located in the back. And later on, I was kind of chuckling because I was listening to a comedian explain how all the best restaurants are behind some sort of clothing store, some sort of lawyer's office, some sort of tax assistance office. And, I mean, this place, Tropical Taste, was located in the back. And, I mean, you can't miss it. And this was my very first Puerto Rican dish in Puerto Rico and it was amazing and part of what was amazing was the the gentleman who was the host his name I believe was Emmanuel he just made everything fun and festive and one of the other things that I realized is in Puerto Rico they play their music loud and proud which is their jam and so it was just this, the it's a, like a long, like rectangle room, and it's green. And he just had this really positive vibe about him, but the food was great, the drinks were great. And in fact, it, so it was our first meal, like I mentioned before. We decided we just enjoyed it so much and enjoyed our drinks and just the vibes, his vibes, just the whole place that we decided to eat there for our last meal as well. So we started off great, we, we left great, and it was wonderful. Now, another place that we ate was a place called Choco Bar Cortez. Now, this place is was very different. So whereas Tropical Taste was like a definite locals place, a uh, Choco Bar Cortez was this out and loud, vibrant, just, you know, f a new take, a new spin on so many foods 
that we have today. And it was just so many people were in line. We waited a long time. But it was just a different kind of liveliness, a lot of vibe. People just really seemed to be enjoying lots of families going there for brunch. And it was really good, actually. So these are definitely the two that I would recommend. Now, there was a dessert place that we actually enjoyed as well. And it's actually located close to the Umbrellas places. And I'm not really a dessert person per se, but, and it's called La Mama del Gelato. And I mean, there was a line down the block. Okay. And it was just this fun, fast, festive restaurant that you just, you know, you just go down the line. I want a scoop of that. I want a scoop of that. And the gelato was absolutely amazing. In fact, I, I want to say we ate there two or three times because of how delicious <laughs> is the right word and one of the other cool things about old san juan is you know you're just walking down the street and there's just random art stuff at the park and just picturesque streets and people will be walking by and singing in groups it was it was quite interesting I mean, it was hotter than hell, but it was very interesting. And the other thing is, if you go down to the like the lower part of Old San Juan, you can see where at some point they had a lot of Art Deco buildings and just kind of a different change from the old style of the northern part or the older part of San Juan. We did do a couple of chores and I do actually recommend, you know, obviously checking them out. On the webpage, I did post some of the pictures of the trip of Old San Juan. And I will repost a few more. And, I mean, it was definitely, definitely a different vibe in Old San Juan. And, I, and I'll be honest, I didn't know what to expect. I'm not Puerto Rican. It's not my heritage. And Puerto Rico was never really on my to-go list. Edinburgh and Spain, and perhaps Denmark is, but I I have to say I actually enjoyed our time. I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of things. There were some things I was kind of eh about, the heat being one of them, and the hills. The hill was totally unexpected. But I would definitely go back if ever I had another port of call or, you know, had to embark on another cruise line from their uh, port there. And the other thing that kind of really struck me was it kind of really had like a party town feel to it. So, I mean, that's something to think about. And in addition to that, the other thing was how many, how the variety of people that were there. I was pleasantly surprised to how many different people in one of the restaurants we went to and I don't actually remember the name of it there was this Chinese family they were visiting their daughter who was in New York and they decided to meet in old San Juan and I just got to chit-chatting with them and it was just a really nice pleasant experience and we were sitting in a local and highly recommended Puerto Rican restaurant and again the music, they, they have music, they have their own approach to 
to their their foods. But one of the things I think I was kind of disappointed was I actually, and I don't know where I got this from. Maybe I just imagined it. I kind of anticipated more of a spicy type food to the to the cuisine, and that was not a thing. So, and I and the truth is, I can't really handle too much spice, anyways. But either way, that was my expectation, and it just wasn't something that you know came to fruit, which is fine because. Who wants an upset stomach or whatever or indigestion during their first part of their trip? So if you have the opportunity or if you're even thinking about it, I do actually recommend Old San Juan. And I recommend the places that we had the opportunity to check out. And there are many more. Now, the curious thing, like the gelato restaurant, is not on TripAdvisor. We literally just found it walking around. And Old San Juan is not as big as it seems, but if you're not used to the hills, it's a little it's a little harder to get around. But, I mean, we came across the Marshalls. We went into some of their pharmacies for this, that, and the other, the grocery store. I mean, it, it was definitely definitely a different feel and it was it's amazing it's amazing and that's the whole point of travel anyways is to find what you don't know to learn what you don't know to see what you don't know and share that experience with other people so if you get the opportunity and if you're thinking about it i would recommend old san juan puerto rico all right that is what i have for you tonight on to business Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and if you are curious or interested and would like to check it out, send a request. And like I said, I, I did post some pictures for the um, from the trip, so you know you could definitely see what uh, some of the things that we saw, the chickens, okay? I think there's a couple iguanas. I don't know. But... If you have a topic that you would like us to cover, a serial killer, a series of unknown mysteries, send us a request at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. But until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. <laughs> <laughs>